the nation on Triple M. Good morning, everybody. Uh, yes, I'm still brought to you by Codrill. It's good stuff. It's me, Tony Martin. There's a lot of applause. And, uh, of course, Richard Marvlin, who, like everyone else, is excited about the new Harry Potter book. Well, some would be and some wouldn't be. I haven't even read it. All right. He hasn't read much lately. Both books about little guys in glasses with incredible power. I think you'll find the new John Winston Howard book. Has he got a cloak of invisibility? I think he married Hermione Granger at the end. I can't be sure. Yeah, I think. haven't made it all the way through. Wow. <laughs> You've been researching a lot of books. When are you going to give us the, a review of that uh, Who Killed Channel 9 business? You're just waiting until it goes out of the news and everyone's sick of it? That's right. Yeah, and then I'll do readings from that and also readings from the Fog book here in Studio 2 at Triple M. Some of the faults that go wrong in the studio. Give it one now. Well, here we go. We've never done this before. Opening the false book. Yeah, so he says, get this, still going to air. <laughs> Let me find it. Someone sort this out immediately. Never <laughs> opened the false book. It's quite an interesting one that everyone can understand. Yeah, because no, 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 no. Don't spoil the ending. That's not what we said. Okay. <laughs> this is one that I wrote. Yeah, oh, there uh, we go. Going back to, all the way to 1st of June 2007. Yeah. And uh, 11.55, ad break. Mm. We tail all our breaks on Get This with SD20, McDonald's credit. Yes. It sounds bad when there's a Macca's ad before. It's been Macca's ads in a row. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. laying down the law. Yeah. Other departments. Mm. Well, I think he's, what? Well, this, you know, it, it would sound better as a top and tail rather than two. Yeah, good point, Rich. Not exactly value yeah. money. See, if you want to get things done, you need to inject a bit more foul language. <laughs> into those reports. Okay. Did you see Tony Abbott last night? On Late Line, he used some very mystifying language. Have a listen to this. It's incredibly frustrating, or it must be incredibly frustrating for you in the lead-up to an election day. Um, sure, but uh, uh, not to put too fine a point of it, shit happens, Tony. Uh, we just have to cope. And uh, the test of the government uh, is how you cope with all of the vicissitudes which life throws up. No, no, you don't go saying vicissitudes on the national broadcast. Absolutely right. Just it's mixing in the big arcane words with the potty mouth. It's like an episode of Deadwood or something like that. I get the kids involved. Shit happens to me, I'm off to play happy sandwich on my crew. Do you reckon that's going to make them more popular? They start busting them out and they're getting onto the MySpace. They're going for that approach. Well, if you take the MySpace approach, the, the, the idea of MySpace these days is that you present a, a better picture of yourself than is actually true. Oh, okay. So you take a kind of windswept photograph of yourself, right? I mean, you Photoshop your, your head onto McCulley's body. That's what uh, John Winston Harrow should be doing. <laughs> He's ripped, though. Yeah, yeah sure. He can best press. Oh, who knows what. And, there, and then you go, you list all your interests. All of your interests have to have like a, a skew that sort of when girls read it, they're like, oh, it's so nice. Right, right. So you list your best, your favourite movie, you have to put the notebook. <laughs> so you do. Have a look on my face. Every single man, his favourite movie is the notebook. Is that right? Always. Wow. Or the princess bride. Yeah. No? No. no. Oh, so you don't put half past dead. No. Steven Seagal. That's not going to work. Dawn of the Dead, any of those sort of the horror films, not going to work. Bust out, uh, Howdy Woman. An American quilt. And I mentioned the wussy. I can Because the notebook's kind of like romance, but, you know, there was a guy in a Ferris wheel hanging on. It's pretty tough. Very good. And then music. Yeah, that's where you can bust out a bit of, you know, exhibit. You can put some rap in there. Right. But you better make sure that you've got one that you're pretending is just, I'm such a nice guy. I'm so tough, but I've just got this soft side that I don't know. I don't even, I normally don't let this soft pink underbelly show. And what's a good example of that? Whitney Houston or something like that. Well, it's a good tip. I hope Tony Abbott is listening to this. Right, Carrie's music box. That's, that gets a run. Wow. 
All right, let's down politicians. But uh, good ideas for today's show. We have got a fantastic show set up today. Sure, but uh, not to put too fine a point of it. Shit happens, Tony. All right. Well, for that, cover your ears. He's going yeah. cover his own ears. Here's what we've been accused of on this show, not generating enough water cooler talk. That's very true. Have we ever generated water cooler talk? Uh, I don't know. Hmm? Well, we have now. Now, check this new segment. Then, water cooler talk. I don't know why they have the two taps, because is one meant to be colder. It doesn't... To me, it doesn't feel like that one's connected up. I just think, you know, that one is cold. I sometimes have that one that's cold. Yeah, I just think if I unplugged it, would the water come out at a regular temperature? Like, how long would it stay cold for? Exactly. I reckon, like, four hours, maybe. Overnight, do you reckon? No. No. I think it's run out of cups.
Professor, Professor Stefan Karajestano of the Geology and Geography Department at Sophia University made the promise as a protest after he was not paid for three months because of cash problems. Um, and now that sounds like fun, but not as easy as it sounds. Like, I mean, how much is it a state? How would you get a thousand words? I've got a lot. Yeah. I'm going to repeat the same word. Well, obviously, core. <laughs> that would be one. You could add a lot of exclamation marks. Hey, spell drool, drool, drool. Oh, come on. That's cheap. This is a medical segment. Oh, it's, it's not cheap humour. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know, writing a thousand word essay on Angelina <laughs> Jolie's. Maybe you could just download one of the pre written ones off the internet. <laughs> would they have any on there? Probably. Like if you type. Angelina Jolie's breast into Google, would anything come up here? Oh, I don't think so. This week's most common search is actually, there it is, Angelina Jolie's breast, Cavalier meat pie trailer, Martin Malloy funny man feud, mm. Markland edible underpants fiasco. Oh, that's <laughs> about last one. I'm glad to put that behind me. Uh, what other breast news do we have? <laughs> Please, uncalled for, juvenile. And baffling. Quickie boob jobs in London. Listen to this. British women could be having boob jobs in their lunch break soon with a new fast-track breast enlargement procedure. Goodness. Uh, it involves extracting fat from the patient's buttocks. Oh, wow. That's always good. And then, I don't understand this bit, useful stem cell to separate it out, and an hour later, a dose of stem and regenerative cells is packaged into a cartridge ready for injection. The breasts slowly enlarge over about six months. Come on! Show us your dose of stem. This is an L program. I'm getting too tragoning with these buttons. I don't know. They slowly increase. <laughs> like a plant. How do you water them? How do you, how do you encourage them to grow? I don't how know. How do they know how to stop? They of their own accord. Oh, of their own volition. This, this is the argument you need to take. Stem cells, well, I don't know if it's useful, I don't know if it's not. Yeah. Exhibit A, watch them grow. So watch them <laughs> oh, please. It's not that kind of show, Richard. This is an exciting new world we're living in. Extracted from your own buttocks. Yep. Do you really want art dogs, <laughs> honestly, in your lunch hour? <laughs> Where are you going for lunch? Oh, I'm just going to pop out and have a whole lot of fat extracted from me and inject it into me tits. Right. Can I come? Doing that at Subway now, aren't they? <laughs> it's the lunchtime meal deal. Footlong sandwich and arts dogs for five ninety nine. <laughs> no. This is the last one, Richard. This is the last one. Out of order. Write that in the false book. Okay. Yeah. It's going straight in. Snorks. It's so much more convenient, though, for office sex pets. Now you can grab someone on the ass and the breast at the same time. <laughs> then the time saved can be spent trawling the net looking for pictures of Britney Spears emerging from a limousine, sans pants, dignity, and any chance of being invited back to the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm calling the segment off. That is it. Richard, you've ruined it. You've ruined it for everybody. You know how we're going to save this? Yeah. We need some more. Water cooler talk! Yes, please! Water cooler talk! Do you reckon, um, the... the guy that brings it, do you reckon they just get it out of the tap? I mean, how would we know? We wouldn't know. We should get a glass of tap water. Yeah. And a glass of water from the water cooler and do a taste, do a blind, a double blind taste test. So just both would just taste clear. How would you know? You know... No, I remember when they brought out clear cola? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was clearly cola, just without the colouring. What if you got, like, clear cola and put it in the thing? Didn't tell anyone. 
reckon after a while people would just assume that water was cold. Journey. What are you talking about? Wash up? The, the 
bath toys were set adrift in a Pacific after a container was wa- after the container holding them was washed off a cargo ship in 1992. Wow. The, 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 the packaging has corroded, but the ducks have survived. So they've just been floating for 15 years. They've been to Alaska, Siberia, Japan, Iceland, and Canada. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. Well, yeah. Apparently now, now there's more of them that have split off from the main group and they're going to show up all around in, in different parts of the world. Oh, wow. Okay. Now I lost a G.I. Joe in Sydney Harbour in 1987. And if that's the only listeners could let me know when it arrives, I'd really be happy. That was the nearest beach to me. I think a tanker of condoms must have stepped over at some point. Hey, people, I tell you what people love. Uh, Chris uh, Nadelkos. Uh, he's a big fan of the Sheffield Shield cricket tour. Good, good. Now, yeah, good work, Neil Cox. I think he's wrong here. He says there has been no mention of Richard Chiqui. Oh, how? Chiqui. The Chinese batsman from New South Wales, uh, the current lead singer from Six and Out. Yeah. Bing well, Lee, Brett Lee's band. I won't use the words he, uh, <laughs> the Neil Cox uses to describe Six and Out sound. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you reckon we should be mentioning that like a bit more. Now, listen, Ned Delcos, if you listen back to the tapes, you'll understand that no, he was one of the first cabs off the ring. He was. With uh, Michael DiVinuto. Yeah. As many as Nathan Remington. <laughs> his, he was in there. Now, yeah, Richard Chinkley opened the batting for one, one day match, I think in Adelaide, in the Stuart Law era. Wow. Mm. Stuart Law era. Mm. Uh, so, he has been mentioned. Now, Delcos is a big music fan because he says, uh, me and my mates lose it every time you give Mars Lando's version of the Binga Butter Run. So, Rich, how do we get from north to Ibiza? Uh, well, yeah, Ibiza is pretty pretty north, isn't it? North. <laughs> Good point. I don't know my geography, but I know it's up there somewhere. And is it in the Mediterranean sun? Yeah, I'm not sure. It, it is, is, yeah. Okay, great. You know what I'd like to hear? Some more water cooler talk. Have you got some there? Yes, please. Water cooler talk. Good job. You can get all of the empty ones. Diane, Bill Bam, Fortress. Yeah. It's slightly pointless though because it'll be clear. So if you go to the ceiling, you're inside. Clear fortress. That's not very useful. You should go out with a bill for clear fortress. They're making out on the ground outside the studio. Celebration. Yeah, and look, six and out are coming down the street. The plow on. I get six and out in here, I reckon. No, what is the sound? It can't be what this bloke says. Well, do, paraphrase. See uh, uh, Tony Abbott's earlier comments would be the way I'd paraphrase that. It's kind of rock. It's cricket based rock. Kind of rock. <laughs> We're going to have some of that next on the show. Professional and very friendly. <laughs> around the nation on Triple M, sounding a bit like he's got a cold. But uh, still not moving over to the square glasses. Listen to this, Ed. Brock Matheson. Come on. He's urging me not to go from uh, round the square glasses. That's what nerds do in uni, to try and invent themselves, or reinvent themselves, an indie call. Alright, wearing glasses, you don't need them. As a fashion move. That dude in my third year performance studies class, you know who you are. Brooke or Brock, whatever he's pretending his name is, is onto you, son. Wow. 
I can see the Dungeons and Dragons dice book sticking out of your bag. Just because you got a block party t-shirt and some new glasses doesn't mean chicks are going to dig it. I think I'm in the... I'm too old for indie cool. Yeah. What other moves could I pull? Okay, go to square glasses. What else? Friendly librarian? Yeah. French coat wearing weirdo? Oh, yeah, I could do that. I've had five or six years doing that. Um, moody goth? <laughs> Self-righteous judicial type? Looking over the glass? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's very indie cred, that. Helpful lollipop man? Yeah, that's so what you're saying, Rich, is I should get some glasses with the string on. <laughs> yeah, that's indie cred right there. Great idea. Okay. Let's get to serious business. Pain wind. A lot of people calling in about it. The concept that goes on at the Dude Ranch where Ed lives involving farting and heating vents. Uh, I thought it was putting the listeners off, but no. Apparently it goes on all over. Does it? Yeah. What happens if, like, if this happens at your place? Yeah. Someone does it to you. Yeah. What do you say? Well, can recommend it to all. Matt Kearney was the artist there, possibly also a Sheffield Shield cricketer. Yeah, I'm still foot. trying to work out whether he was ever in six and out. So, uh, Triple M, get this, that's what you're listening to, where people just waffle on. Uh, if you want to hear more of it, if you think there's not enough, then go pod mental as we have so many podcasts lately. Getting another one up for the weekend. Well, uh, who knows? Well, not just for them. You know, anyone who wants a bit of, um, well, 40 minutes worth of continuous gear. Have I asked what's in it yet? Uh, well, I don't know what's in it because uh, me and Maddie aren't cooking it up till after the show. I have to say, the Senate fans will be left with nothing again. Oh, Glenn Robbins fans, though, they'll be happy. Oh, the Robbins, the Robbins gang. Yeah, a bit of that. Uh, do we want some talkback mountain action? I think we do. <laughs> Doesn't happen very often. Look what we've got. Copies of Hot Fuzz. This time. On DVD. No, I've got to, oh, there's a thing, but we're there, we've danced with, the, you know, we've, I've got to say something. Is this a sentence? Shush. I'm trying to, I've been given a credit to read. by I'm promotion. drugs here. All right. Well, you have prize music? Yeah, okay. <laughs> seen on VHS, I think, The Wizard of Speed and Time, but look, a great uh, view is your hot fuzz. Mm-hmm. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, they were in here. They right. were on one of the old podcasts, and of course, those guys, Edgar Wright, they're so into DVD. There's four commentary tracks. Brilliant. Four commentary tracks on this DVD. Heaps and heaps and heaps of extras. Everyone who calls up today gets a copy of that. But we need a topic. And good news, isn't it? That's a, pro- a good prize. It's got some proper radio sizzle for us to talk back, ma'am. Hang on, but what's the topic? Well, let's get to it because we've had a lot of suggestions from people. Here's one from Luke Volkmer. He wants us to do good reasons to dump your partner. That's a beauty. Not sure if it's a very good idea, but I just need some ideas. Oh, oh no. Please don't mention my full name on air or I might get into trouble. <laughs> We would have read that first. All right. What does for that guy? Thank you very much, um, Rodney Hogg <laughs> of Antarctica. Oh, no. I know that science is going, what? Oh, I blame Codrill. <laughs> Rodney, are you breaking up with me? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. He's not. It's hilarious. Just working on this penguin. 
Oh, God. <laughs> I hope he's joking. No. I'm sure he is. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> believes a word we say anyway. Yeah, I hope so, Jane. Well, he's done a smiley face. He's done a uh, colon, close parenthesis. Give me the cordials, Tone. We need enough. a topic. We need a really good topic for Friday. Rich has floated one down in the office, and apparently we're going with it. What is that, Rich? Dodgy blonde guy. Dodgy blonde guy. Why would we be doing that? Well, it's been a week of blonde guys in the news. Uh, Peter Costello, obviously. Yeah. Well, Strawberry blonde. Sort of blonde. Yeah. And I guess blonde. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like just talking bad about John Howard. Oh, yeah. We're going. We're going. Glenn Wheatley. Oh, Glenn Wheatley. Yeah. Glenn well, he's blonde. Yeah. And Glenn Wheatley. I realised how many times I've worked with him. Firstly, he was in Bad Eggs. Oh, yeah. That should have been a giveaway. Oh, yeah. He was uh, Alan Bro's manager. Oh. Uh, worked with him years ago in... I think the, uh, about 20 years ago, one of the D-Generation specials, we did a sketch. It was the Roadie of the Year Awards. And he came out to... Yeah, that's right. Everyone was crouching. And, yeah. yeah. Work it out. Yeah. <laughs> and he came out to present it, and it was Glenn Wheatley, but the super said Glenn Shorrock, <laughs> and the voiceover said Grant Dodwell, <laughs> if I remember. Funny. <laughs> a couple of dodgy blonde blokes right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Sting in the news. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because him and his wife have just sacked their personal chef. Allegedly for being pregnant. So oh. he's claiming <laughs> Look at the look of Derek to come on Nicky Allen's face. No way. We're getting too much material out of you, Nicky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then you've got uh, Warwick Happer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's accused of being dodgy, but I don't want to um, endorse that in case it interferes with his ability to become the best ever mayor of the Gold Coast. Brilliant. And mayor of the gold hair as well. Right. Don't you think you should have a goldie? running the Gold Coast. I agree with you. Um, but this is one I stumbled upon yesterday, uh, Nick Nolte. He's actually sort of gone from blonde to grey now. Yeah. Um, but then often just method is the <laughs> style. Is the website tmz.com? That's that entertainment one. Yeah, yeah. they get all the exclusives. They get all the scoops. And there's these photos of Nick Nolte sort of passed out in an uh, airport. Uh, <laughs> and they're described as shocking new photos. But wouldn't a shocking new photo of Nick Nolte be one in which he's sober and perhaps he's posing for willingly? <laughs> because these aren't, I mean, they, make, they put the marks on the show. That's right. Publicist releases those photos, I think. Discard after six months. The best of both worlds. Like it's the lesser of two evils. They're holding two <laughs> series of shots of Nick Nolte. Go uh, for hospital. That's uh, him, officer. That's him. Nick Nolte. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we want to call up and say, who's a dodgy blonde guy? Well, they can be famous or just every day. All right. I'm going to get any callers for this. Oh, well, we've got hot guys, so of course we will. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, now, if you're a film reviewer or critic, don't ring. Um, so, really? What, what are you talking about? No, because whenever we do a movie, something related to movies and you get a film critic ringing up, you always have to hear like three and a half minutes of their take on. Oh, look, I'd be quite happy if it was a story. <laughs> <laughs> the next up it's Andrew Sarris <laughs> from Morty Alec. <laughs> David Stratton calling us. So, yeah. Dodgy blonde guy. Yeah. Well, did you have one? Or we've run out of time, I think, is what Nikki's saying. But she's pregnant. No, I'm cool. Let's go to the callers. She, I, she's holding up six fingers. That could just be, bring me six sandwiches now. <laughs> That's what she's like. Let's go straight to those callers. We love them. Call us now. Tell us who's a dodgy, a dodgy blonde bloke. Slip me some medication if you want. I need more. <laughs> is anything I'm saying making any sense today? I don't know. We're in the same water cooler stuff go to air. Yeah, it did. No, I like it. I like the new you. I like the new corporal addicted you. Hot Buzz could be yours. It's a great DVD. Edit it, Blockbuster. It's out now. One triple three five three. From a Jesus here and get this right here, right now. We're up to Bang Mountain. Richard Martin has chosen the topic. Who's a dodgy blonde guy? As we've gone to the song, he's gone, 
Do you think this could be libelous potentially? So we want sweet dodgy, nice dodgy. Yeah, right. Everyone, yeah. Right, Rich. Who's going to? Uh, if you are dodgy, watch out for the hot bar, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. That's the top view. It's a great DVD. Everyone gets a copy today. Who's on the line? Hey, Jay. Hi, how are you going? Good, mate. Who's doping? Uh, Shane Warren has to be right up there, I'd say. I saw him back in the cell the other day doing his hair replacement ads. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty dodgy to start with. Yeah. Do you think he's worried about being called dodgy? I think we're Oh, there you go. Who's playing their bait? Back to him in those hands. Six and out. <laughs> All right. Hey, six and out. Huh? Go straight to this caller here, Perry. Do we have Perry on Perry. the line? I'm here. Hey, so, Perry. Who's the dodgy blonde? I reckon it's got to be Brett Lee. Brett Lee. Oh. <laughs> 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 this is the first time that he released in India, is it not? That's the one. Now, what happened? Is it, he's in an office or something, Perry? What happens? Uh, I just remember he's singing with what's supposed to be one of the, uh, the stars in India, yeah. and she's as old as my granny. Really? Yeah, and uh, it just doesn't gel very well. It's kind of wooing her, isn't it? <laughs> it would, yeah, yeah, it's a bit creepy. It's a bit held and moored, is it? <laughs> no, very much that. Now, Perry, what do you know of the work of Six and Out? Not much at all. Really? But Richard Cheekwee's in there, is he? Mm. What do you know about Richard Cheekwee, Perry? Uh, even less. There we go. <laughs> DVD of Hot Buds for you. <laughs> and the previous caller, everybody. Who's, uh, who else has got a dodgy blonde guy for us? Fraser, how are you? Oh, good, mate, how are you? Excellent. Which dodgy blonde are you nominating? Definitely got to be Jason Ackermanis. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, just so much better. Just for the block there and the uh, black coat combo making it look like the guilty little kid who's got it the chocky biggie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is worth a copy. Pretty much nothing more to say about that. Oh, You've okay. summed him up beautifully, Fraser. Thank you, thank you. Well done. He's got it the chocky biggie. Copy for you. Well done. Hello, John. How are you? Good, how you going, guys? Oh, man, we're excellent. Who's the dodgy blonde guy? He used to work with this uh, Swedish chef, oh, yes. and um, he was the most dodgy guy you've ever met. Oh, now, uh, John, you just very, uh, dodgy, 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 dodgy. Yeah, we had, uh, we had a customer come in late, and he was spitting, and they wanted prawns, and the prawns are these beautiful, great big green prawns coming in a frozen two-kilo block. So he runs them through the, you know, those conveyor belt dishwashers. Oh, Really? Frost them. Fantastic. That's dodgy. Mm. All right, copy of Hot Fuzz for you. Now, you say a Swedish chef. Did he talk like the Swedish chef on the Muppets? No, <laughs> 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 we used to talk like the Swedish chef behind his back. Yeah. He was, I reckon the Swedish chef was dodgy. He used to creep me out when I was a kid because he had real human hands. He did too. <laughs> that was wrong on the Muppet show. And was he the guy with the glasses that had the eyes inside the glasses? No. Uh, was that... Oh, your- Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. Yeah, that was Bunsen Honeydew. And Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. Yeah, Tim. That's my assistant, Peter. There you go. Sorry about that. the best impersonation you've ever done, Richard. We've finally found your perfect one, Peter. I didn't mean to. I only was going to do it, and I accidentally... No, I wasn't going to do it. I beat him to it. I didn't mean to. I'll be hot fuzz for Peter. Oh, thanks. Now, that impression. Hello, Vince. Hi, guys. How you going? Excellent. Who's the dodgy blonde? Yeah, I uh, just recently purchased a, an American DVD, and uh, it was uh, Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Region One DVD of uh, it's good. Only reason is because it had the uh, audio commentary with the uh, director Chris Columbus and Macaulay Culkin. That was an updated one. So. Yeah, well. 
Okay, that's, that's a, I've never heard of anyone going over, going offshore for a different version of Home Alone. <laughs> what did uh, what did they have to say of note? Oh, I was just the, the the funniest thing was uh, hearing Chris Columbus uh, in the same room with Macaulay Culkin actually tell Macaulay Culkin that uh, he has had a fruitful career and a very successful career. Mm. And uh, yeah, I don't think he has. He's yeah. released a novel, hasn't he? Yeah. Written books there, I think. He's a book writer, author. Yeah, I think it was uh, the worst book of last year, voted by Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, so that, you can put that on the front, obviously. Shift some units. I obviously had better been. than Nicole Richie's. <laughs> the truth about diamonds, yeah. The only novel that comes, like a novel, a fictional novel that's not about her, comes with eight pages of colour photos of her leaving nightclubs. <laughs> Come on, Peter Carey. Get with the program. <laughs> All right, copy of uh, Hot Fuzz for You, Vince, now available from your blockbuster. I think we've got one more copy to give away. Who's it going to? Jerome, how are you? Not bad, guys. How are you? Excellent. Who are you nominating? Uh, Barry the Cougar from the Cougar Bourbon Ad. tracks on Hot Fuzz. That's very impressive. I'm giving that point. Really? Imagine ordering Home Alone. I don't know. Imagine what? Because you know what we've got on order? What? Love by Neighbour Down Under. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. We'll finally find out what happened. And then when he moved to Blacktown. It, 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 that's not a joke. It's Love Thy Neighbor in Blacktown. Full details yeah. next week on Get This, but in the next hour. Oh, we haven't seen this bloke for a while. Our original co-host, Peter Rosecall. <laughs> Yeah, 
You never know what we're playing here at Triple M, Town Hall Mouse. Uh, it's going to be a great second hour of the tour. Yeah. But, uh, not to put too fine a point of it. Shit happens, Tony. Okay. Mr. Abbott. No need for that sort of language during the lunch hour. Peter Rosebourne's here. <laughs> <laughs> We're only allowed two per hour. True. You've just spent them both. Sorry. Thank you for my segment. <laughs> what? Did a whole. I had 45 minutes oh, no. of gear based around that. So Sorry. thanks very much. And our original co-host from our very second show. You know, I've been doing this before I got here. Yeah. The louting my children. Oh, oh, it's horrible. Oh, it's horrible. Is, is there a spray can? What yeah, you get a can. You get a moose, a moose can, a chemical moose, uh-huh. and you spray it on their head, uh-huh. and then they sit there for 20, and then I sit around my daughter and say, feels like I'm getting a suntan, Dad. I said, you, And so enough, like, you get the tiniest comb with all the, with the people who come so close together, it's, it's every brush is a hideous knot run, yeah. and which, which is from screaming and crying. <laughs> you know, you brought them in here with your filthy friends, yeah. Yeah, dragging them out, and they just fall. Eggs and bugs, you know. Oh. Can't you just uh, lock them in the bedroom and set off a bore bomb? That's not fair. Like a hot friend. Because everyone out of the house. You see, every day now on the show, someone else comes in and gives us yet another reason not to have children. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a very strong one. And uh, see, and they're very hard to see. I need something the size of a small chihuahua. Before I can go there. So they're just, you know, running around up there. What if you just held your head underwater for a minute? No, held your, it wouldn't drown them all. Okay, they held a little breath. What if you... Really? Yeah, they can. What if you just left them? Why eventually they just all leave? No, they get bigger. And they then they become... Visible, but the naked eye. Oh my god, that's that's crawling. Ethan, throw them bananas. Throw them bananas, you say. Now, lunch on that one. I'm sure de-lousing your children isn't all you've been doing, Peter. What else have you been doing? Now, it, it's been months. It has been long. Months that you've been coming in talking about Kath and Kim. Uh-huh. When's it on? Uh, April. No, well, it's August. One of those August. The new one is the A one. It was August. Finally going to be on on Channel 7. I think it is, yeah. And you can't say anything, can you? No, I'm not allowed to, because I never allowed to. No, it's not wrong. Well, okay. Don't feel sorry, sir. Yes. Get hit in the face by a bird on a roller coaster. The Johnny star. No. What about the dog? Who plays the dog on your. The real dog's name is Polo. And has it been the same one all along? Our first series, we had three different dogs. Really? We settled on one. Yeah, but other dogs had they could do different things apparently. They were all meant to be trained, but no, they really weren't. And do you have a relationship with the uh, with Polar? Yeah, uh, I did in the third series. We got quite close, yeah. but I dropped it after a while. Yeah, I'm sick of being along with the dog and everything. <laughs> but now, although Cujo does feature quite a lot in the next series, mm-hmm. um, not with necessarily staying next to me. Oh my god, quite good. Something's happened. So Cujo, yeah, maybe maybe we've had a little fast. The first. Bombshell. That's it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, no. Look at her. Hang on. Here it comes. Are you doing any more of your fantastic netball moves? That's really one of the yeah. highlights, I think so. Yeah, I get people talk about the pivot nearly every day to me. Really? People yeah. ask me, can you pivot for us? Oh, okay. pivot? No, it's the pivot. I stood on one leg and let it move. Yeah. yeah. That's the netball style. I saw something real weird on YouTube uh, yeah. that was kind of what you'd done. It was the American version of Thank God You're Here. One of my favourites that you ever did was the Space Commander. Right. Which was apparently done by George, wasn't it? Done by George Costanza. We're in the same costume, same set. And even uh, busting out some of the same moves, stealing a bit of your gear. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Very good. 
one of the worst things you can go through, I find, is a dog funeral in your backyard. Did you go with that? Or with, uh, I took her into the thing. We got her ashes back the other day. Ashes? I spooky up there. What did they come in? A box. Okay. A little car box. Got a nice little box. I'm carrying them to the car. And my son starts going, come on, come on, come on, come on. Not even back to the car and the jokes are starting. It's a little bit creepy. Yes. 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 There's a young boy up the front. Yes. He's got a box on a leash. Is that your son? Please, <laughs> <laughs> he's tired enough. Yeah, he's thinking of that. That lid flies open. Oh, dear, you can't call that in at night. That's right. Nice to embrace that. And, you know, make, you know, please move on. And where's the box live now? Uh, it's in my instance in the front office. So no, the kids aren't sure about it. So I've got to I'm going to, we're going to the dog beach to sprinkle. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's you just, yeah. Well, that's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> it's not that terrible. It's the dog. Let's, yeah, move, on. The dog. Let's move on to um, more cheery topics. Yes, please. What's going on in Zimbabwe? Oh, listen to this. Zimbabwe. Well, it is. Robert Mugabe. He's on for a gag. We're tied by now the comic lounge. <laughs> Robert Bloody Mugabe. Zimbabwe's opposition is in shock after the Roman Catholic Archbishop of the region. Uh, oh, I couldn't attempt his name. Piously, <laughs> Hubei, I think. Yeah, right. uh, he's one of uh, Mugabe's most outspoken opponents. He was pictured in the media this week, apparently naked and with a woman. Mugabe? Yeah, no, the, the bishop. Oh, the Archbishop. Yeah. So Mugabe's not going tackle out to it. Raise his profile. He wouldn't do that. In what appeared to be a carefully orchestrated sting, the uh, the Archbishop was shown undressing with the woman in photographs presumed to have been taken with a secret camera. Nine pictures were spread across the papers. However, the only photographs indisputably of the Archbishop picture him alone. Others are blurred, and one allegedly of him standing naked with a woman does not appear to resemble him at all. They get Dolph Lundgren to play the part. That's right, Closer inspection, it was Kevin Bacon in Wild Things. <laughs> I don't know. How's that? I love a dodgy sex scandal photo, Kev. Oh, he's good at those, too, McGarvey. They haven't got the good Photoshop yet. He's good at that, we presumably. Do you ever get uh, any um, calls from Robert McGarvey? Uh, can we help? There's a big job. Yeah, can we help? I said, he's fairly unpopular at the moment. Especially with the fight. Yeah. Can you help me, Grant Stoke? Well, well, I think we've uh, leaving the mood after that uh, right. dog. Yeah. dog Sorry, I've segued up to that. Uh, it's just popped into my head, and uh, I don't know why. No, I'm well, just went with it. We're going to get you to be real helpful today. Oh, what are we doing now? Peter? Well, relationship issues. Do we handle them in a fairly sensitive way. Don't Absolutely right. So, yeah. What's your, just give a bit of sizzle for your topic today. Uh, are they into me? Is that what we're doing? That's what it's called. What does it mean? What does that mind out next on get this? So this day, I remain baffled uh, as to how it got into the public domain. Peter Rose Thorne is here. He's just finished delasting his children. He's ready for fun. Today, we're inviting you to call in with a topic, Mr. Cavalier. Has uh, just been thrown together. You yeah. ready for this? Uh, so it's called Are They Into Me? Right. And, uh, and the way it works is, yeah. is that people call in with symptoms. Yeah. So, for example, I was at work a little while ago running some lines mm-hmm. uh, with an attractive young lady, and uh, she had to respond. You know, I had my half of the thank God lines, and she had to respond as the guest would. Yeah. Oh, okay. But all her responses were, quite, were, were fruit filled. 
You know, I'm a little bit of fruit, you know, with fruity. Mm. And I thought, well, hang on a second. This is, uh, she's into me here. This is looking good. Oh, this is an actual, this is not a hypothetical scenario. No, this is this from a few seasons ago, from in, in the Thank God. And I thought, I'm going to ask this uh, young lady out. But she, I said, hey, like, we should get together. She's like, yeah, no, we could all go to dinner with me, you and my fiance. And I was like, well, there you go. Yeah, not, not into me. Oh, so it was you yeah, something that you were just seeing something yeah, that wasn't yeah, there. Yeah. Mm. So people should call in with call in with symptoms with ambiguous situations. Yeah, there's some there's someone here and they're doing this and they're doing that. Now are they into me? All right. And we are here. Well, Peter Rosethorn is the king of, of helping. Yes. I mean, if anyone knows these things, it's him. Oh, of course. I'll cover anything. What would be some other... So, if someone was uh, photocopying their genitals and yes. sending it to you on the email, are they into me? Writing yes too down the bottom, question mark. Then, yes, that's, that's, no, that's a good... That's a good... That's a good... I'm going to do it this afternoon. Uh, I mean, Richard, is there, I mean, you've got a MySpace page. Or actually, you've got two, haven't you? Actually, this is a good, this is a good one to bring up. I have a personal one, and then there's a tribute one called Mars Landicious. Mars Landicious. Mm-hmm. Created by Get This Listeners, which is yeah. lovely, and it's got uh, it's got your head grafted onto the Mars Pathfinder That's on the right. surface of Mars, and it's the moonscape of Mars <laughs> just as the background. So I guess they're into me. Yeah, I well, guess that's safe to assume. Do you get any ambiguous comments on there? Were you going? I'm not sure if this is an invite to an orgy yeah. or just a uh, tribute to my. Well, I'm getting into Armitage's game. Not really. It's all pretty pleasant, actually. Okay. I'm say. Yeah. Uh, nothing too flirtatious. Okay. Yeah. The only flirtatious things on there are the things that I have posted. I was going to offer, what about someone who offers you a lift? Oh, this is good. Uh, someone who maybe you might be receiving some signals from. Mm-hmm. You want to lift somewhere, they give it to you. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in a car, it does suggest the proximity. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there is, you know, the radio is off, it's harsh tones. Mm-hmm. You're having a conversation, are they into you? Yeah. Well, I know. I s- oh, well, well, what about if the car has no door handles from the inside? <laughs> Are they into you? Yes. So <laughs> they're taking me back to their house. They've got a large pit in the basement and a human skin suit. Are they into They're me? asking you to put lotion. Yeah, they're asking you to put lotion on. <laughs> put some lotion on your skin. Are they into you? You can just hear Q Lazarus doing goodbye horses in the background. They're probably into you. Yeah. All right. These are the signals. Or are they? Let us sort it out for you with the assistance of the host of Can We Help? Call now. one triple three five three. Jang, jang. Sounds of Ben. Here it gets this around the nation. Peter Rose. Is here. He's so helpful. Yep. We're about to prove it because we've got people on the line who, well, they're not sure about something. Getting signals. Yeah, getting signals. Is somebody into them or not? You be the judge, listeners. Yeah, I'm going to just quickly add that this is another one of those uh, topics where there are a few we can't put to air. Uh, so, hello there, David. How are you? I'm not too bad, Ed. How are you? Good, thanks, man. What's going on? I'm not too much. I tried to call in earlier last hour for a dodgy blonde. Oh, yeah. Who'd you have? Andy Dick. Oh, Andy, oh, Dick, yeah. he's a perennial yeah, What's he done this week? Has there been some incident? Yeah, with John Lovett. Oh, now tell us about this. Is this a celebrity boxing match or something? No, no, at um, a comedy club in LA. Um, Andy Dick. Yeah. You know the history of Andy Dick and yeah. Phil Hartman. And the, uh, well, they were on news radio together. Yeah, but apparently Andy Dick introduced Phil's wife back onto crack. Uh-huh. Five months, five months before he killed her. Oh, oh she killed him, rather. Right, I didn't know about that. Uh-huh. We'll assume yeah. that's true. And, and what? So there's been a fight. Yeah, there's been there's bad blood between John and Andy, and apparently um, John punched Andy's lights up. Is that the worst fight you could imagine? Andy Dick and John Lovett. <laughs> Wow, John Lovett, some people don't know, is the guy. He's on some ads here, isn't he? Yeah, he's got a subway ad. That guy. <laughs> All right. All right. He's, he's, the, he's the 
one that's not Billy Crystal or the guy with the big nose. City Slickers 2. Oh, City Slickers 2, yeah. 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 search for Curly Skull, I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is not at all what we were supposed to be talking about. So, yeah. somebody into you, David, do you think? I don't know. I've, you mentioned yesterday so, um, the website Facebook. Yes. And they have certain applications where people can do um, certain questionable things to you. Right. So, like, this random person's been dry humping, oh. been biting. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't know if I've met them before or not. Well, I'm going to find out. That's a surprise. That's like, oh, Jeffrey. That's a midnight toilet block meeting. Yep, why not? Flag waving. Flag waving. All right. I reckon, I reckon that's a yes. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon if you're getting bitten virtually. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's always a good clue. Be careful who uh, you get introduced to, obviously. You know, you heard what happened with Mr. Hartman. Mm. Mm. Not about that. Yeah, thank you for sharing up in this. Huge. Yeah, everything, Dave. Yeah. Dave had all the info on everything. He was right, Peter Ford. I was assuming there's no price for him. Like anyone, can we help? Okay, poaching our callers. All right, who else is receiving ambiguous signals, Ed? Brendan, are you there? I am, yes. What's going on, Ed? Oh, well, I've got some. MySpace, my MySpace page, and this, this girl's added me, and I don't know who she is, mm-hmm. and she's actually very good looking, or mm-hmm. very good looking, no. and um, the problem is, I have this really strong feeling that it's my mate trying to play a prank on me. Uh, when you say she's really good looking, but is there, has she been sending you photos, or are you going just by the little photo that accompanies all her postings? Well, she's got a few photos in there, like she's got a few um, bikini ones, a couple, um, you know, a couple poses and stuff. And she's actually really good looking. And then, um, yeah, and then she's actually added me on on uh, MSN, and I've, I've been having a chat to her, and I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. if this is my mate, imagine yeah. that what I could cop if I try and crack onto her, and yeah. not even a real girl. Do the photos have, like, if you look down in the corner, FHM Top 100 Hot Chicks 2006 on it? I mean, do you get the feeling the photos are too good? Too good. Oh, no, no, they're not, they're not that good. They look pretty amateur. So if, if this is a scam, if this is a scam, they're doing a pretty good job. They're doing a very good job, but mm. I, I do remember us doing this to one of our other mates a, while, a long time ago. Uh, is this before the days of MySpace or, or, or in the current MySpace uh, era? Around, it, around the internet days, like when, um, when it was really popular around the, uh, the locals. And then, um, you know, I just, I just remember we used to do that to, um, to make everyone look stupid. And then it, mm. you know, the next day we see them having a really good laugh. <laughs> Arrange a meeting, but oh, send someone else along. 
So the difference is, like, you know what I mean? Hire someone. I've actually got a very good, um, a good, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, plan for those sort of things, those un- those meetings. Um, I've done it once a while ago. Um, I was uh, meeting up with this girl, Annette, yeah. and um, I didn't know, like, a couple of my mates were saying that she wasn't the uh, the best. And I thought, like, those photos were pretty good. And then um, what, I, what I'd done was we were supposed to meet at the shopping centre, and then I got her number and I called her and I said, I can't find her. Can you put your hand up? Right. She put her hand up, and then I said, nah. You're an old romantic. You know, what I love is the internet is simplifying human relationships. It has made everything so much clearer. It's not too cruel. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Thank you, Brendan. We would like to hear how this ends up, Brendan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's gone, but give us a call back. Let's go and arrange something. All right, we want to know how that ends up. Now, give us a part two. Sure. All right, Andrew, are you there? Yeah, good day. How are you going? Excellent, mate. Uh, What's happening? Uh, well, I own my own business, or oh, yeah. my wife and I do. Oh. We employ a lot of um, female staff, yes, okay. you know, between 20 and 30. Oh. Is this, are you calling us from Hooters? No, I'm not. <laughs> do you run a car wash, sir? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, everyone's fully clothed. All right. What's going on? Uh, one of my staff members, while we were sitting down just talking one day, told me that she slept with her last boss. Why did that set off a whole lot of birds behind you? Well, 
Yeah, I reckon pretty much all of these people bang up for it. Certainly are. Well, thank you, everyone. I hope we have been helpful. Yeah. You know, what about our Kiwi listeners? Oh. What about people from across the Tasman? What about that? Has there been anything for them on today's show? No. Yeah, they will be next. Well, let's out a finger. I don't remember here get this on Triple M. I think we've got to do a lot of follow-up on some of those calls we had on Are They Into Me? Yeah. Peter Rose thought us here, incidentally. They're all quite clear from all. I think they're all goers. No. <laughs> hey, we're all goers. Yeah, hey, the other day when we were doing a phone-in on, I think it was local nutbags, uh, we were talking about, I just mentioned in passing a bloke called uh, Cecil G. Murgatroyd of Hamilton, New Zealand, who was a famous standing on a soapbox going nuts in the city square kind of a guy. Right. I got this amazing email from a woman in Melbourne called Lisa Clark who said, I was amazed to hear you speak of Murgatroyd. He came to live in Melbourne for 20 years and sadly died just recently at only 41. Yes, he was a complete nutbag. He used to listen to Martin Malloy. And uh, he was a big fan of various sketches we did. Uh, he formed a rock band in Melbourne called The Other Wankers because he thought it would look good on the posters where they'd be listed last and The Other Wankers. <laughs> <laughs> so as a bit of a tribute to the late Mr. Murgatroyd, uh, we often get requests on this show to play uh, old sketches from Tim and Phil, characters I used to do uh, over 10 years ago now. And people say, can you play one of the ones that isn't on the albums? So uh, here's one. This is sadly off cassette, but I think it can go to air. Check this out. G'day. You're Bet with the Tom and Phil Morning Show. Easy listening edition. That was Bet Muddler with One Beneath My Wings. And here's the One Beneath My Wings. Phil. Hello, Tom. Hello, Phil. When you say One Beneath My Wings, Tom, I hope you're not hinting that we're, you know, inextricably linked. Sorry, Phil. I think I've missed your drift. I wouldn't want people to figure I'm a bit of a smithers off the Simpsons. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Why would they think that, Phil? Just last spring you were pictured in the listener giving Miss Invercargill a big kiss on the lips. There's nothing limp-wristed in your disposition. That's right, Tim. I'm a swinging single. I like tits, and I like them big. You're a notable big tit fanatic, a distinguished stiff nipple aficionado. You won't catch this little black duck moncing about in a pink pinafore from that Priscilla film. <laughs> Speaking of films, Phil, I believe you've given one a squiz. Which is it? How to make an American quilt. Isn't that a bit of a chick flick? A chick flick? A chick flick. Like little woman or sense and sensibility. What are you insinuating, Tim? Dudley, Phil. I just think it's interesting that you went to How to Make an American Quilt instead of Executive Decision, Nick of Time, City Hall or Sergeant Bilko. Well, unlike some individuals, I've got an affinity for intelligent cinema. Cinema that makes you think. And I'm an imbecile, a dull, a simpleton, a nitwit, a village idiot, a hook from the sticks. Tum, tum, tum. Let's not bicker. After a stiff drink, this little tuff will have dimmed into insignificance. Pums full? Make mine a pink gin. You sure know how to sink piss, Phil? Welcome to Thrillsville, Tim. Population full. We take no prisoners, listeners. And now it's time for this week's Tom and Phil Hit Pick. Ready to flop your lid, listeners? This week's Tom and Phil Hit Pick 
is in fact Tom and Phil. It's a win-win situation. It's filth, it's bitchin'. You'll go totally sick as Tom and Phil deliver this big hit from the Prodigy. Magic people, voodoo people. Magic people, voodoo people. The voodoo hoodoo that you don't need to, people. I agree, Tom. Magic people, voodoo people. Magic people, voodoo people. Magic people, voodoo people. Magic people, voodoo people. Thank you very much, Peter